Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 159, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So, welcome back everyone. Thursday has arrived. Like, a big arriving thing that is arriving. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So, Marvin, what have you been up to today? Oh, I've been busy, Dave. Yeah, I, I had to take some things to the rubbish tip. So, yep, it's been a good day of cow tipping. Oh, cow tipping. Well, I have to say that's not what we call cow tipping. Cow tipping is when someone sneaks up on a cow that's sleeping standing up and just tips it right over. Oh, oh Dave, um, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, you don't see the problem with what you just said? Oh, well, which part? Uh, the part where you said someone sneaks up on a cow that's sleeping standing up. Well, yeah, what's wrong with that? Um, Dave, we don't sleep standing up. I mean, we might rest our eyes for a minute or two, but we don't sleep so deeply that we're not going to notice some weirdo creeping up and trying to tip us over. Oh, I see. Mm, Dave kind of embarrassed yourself there. Yeah, cow tipping is very definitely when cows take their garbage to the rubbish tip. Okay, well, we'll leave it at that. So, Marvin, yesterday we heard how Esther was getting ready to risk her life and go and see the king. Yeah, yeah, so she had all the Jewish people pray for her, huh? That's right. And so today we'll hear about how that went. Okay, great. Yeah, so who's reading today? today we're back to our friend Heather. Oh, hi, Heather. Hello, everybody. Today we're reading from Esther, chapter 5, verses 1 to 14. Esther goes to the king. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes. She stood in the inner courtyard of the palace. It was in front of the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne in the hall. He was facing the entrance. He saw Queen Esther standing in the courtyard. He was pleased with her. So he reached out toward her, the gold scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached him. She touched the tip of the scepter. The king asked, What is it, Queen Esther? What do you want? I'll give it to you. I'll even give you up to half of my kingdom. Esther replied, King Xerxes, if it pleases you, come to a feast today. I've prepared it for you. Please have Haman come with you. Bring Haman at once, the king said to his servants. Then we'll do what Esther asks. So the king and Haman went to the feast Esther had prepared. As they were drinking wine, the king asked Esther the same question again. He said, What do you want? I'll give it to you. What do you want me to do for you? I'll even give you up to half of my kingdom. Esther replied, Here's what I want. Here is my appeal to you. I hope you will be pleased to give me what I want, and I hope you'll be pleased to listen to my appeal. If you are, I'd like you and Haman to come tomorrow to the feast I'll prepare for you. Then I'll answer your question. That day Haman was happy, so he left the palace in a good mood. But then he saw Mordecai at the palace gate. He noticed that Mordecai didn't stand up when he walked by. In fact, Mordecai didn't have any respect for him at all. So he was very angry with him. But Haman was able to control himself. He went on home. Haman called together his friends and his wife Zeresh. He bragged to them about how rich he was. He talked about how many sons he had. He spoke about all the ways the king had honoured him. He bragged about how the king had given him a high position. 
It was higher than the position of any of the other nobles and officials. And that's not all, Haman added. I'm the only person Queen Esther invited to come with the king to the feast she gave. Now she's invited me along with the king tomorrow. But even all of that doesn't satisfy me. I won't be satisfied as long as I see that Jew Mordecai sitting at the palace gate. Haman's wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Get a pole. In the morning ask the king to have Mordecai put to death. Have the pole struck through his body. Set it up at a place where it will be 75 feet above the ground. Everyone will be able to see it there. Then go to the feast with the king and have a good time. Haman was delighted with that suggestion, so he got the pole ready. Thanks, Heather. Oh gosh, Dave, I'm not liking Haman any more than I did before. No, but let's not skip past the answer to prayer. God's people prayed and fasted and their prayer is answered and the king is pleased for Esther to speak with him. Yeah, Dave, no. How come she didn't just say, hey, save my people, when the king said he'd give her anything? Well, I'm not sure, Marvin, but you can bet that she'd been thinking and praying about what to do for the three days straight before she went to see the king. So I'm going to say God helped her figure out what she should do. Okay, yeah, yeah, good point, Dave. That makes sense. Uh, So, Dave, Haman really can't stand Mordecai, huh? Nope. And, you know, we get to see what really matters to Haman when he goes and boasts to all his friends. All Haman cares about is that other people should think that he's great and powerful and rich. I think that's why Mordecai bugs him so much. Because every day that Mordecai refuses to bow, it's like Mordecai is saying, you know, I don't care about all that stuff. I still don't think you're anything special. And Haman cannot stand that. Yeah. So I guess he figures that if he kills him, well, that's how he'll prove to Mordecai how great and powerful he is. And that's right. But we'll see how that works over the next few days. Boys and girls, it is nice to have people like us and to think we're great. I mean, we all like that. It's nice to have people say, wow, good job when we've done something good. Maybe in your assemblies at school, if someone does something special, they get to tell everyone about it and they get a big round of applause. And that's all good. But what other people think of us should never be more important than what God thinks about us. The world might think you're great. You might win awards and certificates. You might become rich and famous. But the big question, what really matters, is what God sees when he looks at your heart. Does he see a heart that loves and follows him? Someone that follows his commands and loves their neighbour. Someone kind and trustworthy, who cares about other people, not just themselves. The God who loves us and who we love, well, that's what pleases him. And pleasing him should matter more than all the awards and certificates and money and fame in the whole world. Haman's friends may well have thought, wow, isn't Haman great? But I'm afraid when God looked at Haman, he wasn't so impressed. Yeah, you bet. Today, boys and girls, think about how God is calling you to follow him at home and at school, with your family and your friends. What can you do to please him? And, well, ask him to help you do it. Okay, great. Yeah, good. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, you're welcome, Marvin. And, well, that will do us for today. Okay, yeah. Bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow for the quiz. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.